Arizona Public Media. I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today, our guest is Jean-Luc Preda, Regents Professor in the University of Arizona's Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry. Jean-Luc's work focuses on designing novel materials for optical components that are important in telecommunications. Jean-Luc, welcome. Thank you for having me. In broad brush strokes, what is a solar cell? What are they used for? How do they work? The ones that we know are the silicon-based solar cells. That's the ones, for instance, that you see on the roofs of uh, houses. And the basic principle is that uh, a solar cell uses the energy coming from the sun, from the photons, the, 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 the solar radiation, and has to transform that energy coming from the sun into electrical current. The ones that are on the market are silicon-based, but there is research on uh, solar cells in which the active layer is based on organic materials. And recently, there have been really major advances which have pushed the efficiency how well the solar radiation is transformed into electrical current to new heights for um, organic solar cells. You can think of the windows of buildings. And I think a thin film of an organic solar cell placed on those windows so they can provide at the same time some shade, but also take advantage of the solar radiation and get electrical current that can be used for work within uh, the, the building. So that sounds really exciting. Why can't silicon be used in that application? In the case of organic materials, you can fabricate easily very flexible thin films. Whereas in the case of the silicon-based solar cells, you have those rigid crystalline structures uh, that well, are not really amenable to um, flexible electronics. So what are the big hurdles to getting to this future that you're envisioning for us? In the case of organic LEDs, the future is here already. Uh, that's already a multi-billion dollar market for uh, displays of smartphones, of uh, tablets, of televisions. You see also applications that are popping up in terms of transparent OLEDs that you can have on windows of stores so that you can have visual information while still seeing what's in the store. So will this also bring down the cost? So th that, that's a very interesting question. Because usually people say, oh, organic materials, they are much cheaper than inorganic materials. But that's not actually always the case. I mean, the synthesis uh, that are involved in uh, the fabrication of solar cell, organic solar cells can be very sophisticated and um, can be costly. Still, one of the uh, components of research is precisely to look at uh, synthetic pathways that will, as you indicate, lower the costs, as well as look at the use of solvents that are sustainable. 
green solvents because many of the solvents that are used in the synthesis and the deposition, the fabrication of the organic solar cells so far are uh, based on halogens, so fluorines, chlorines, and uh, this is not good for the environment. So uh, there is much research also looking at how efficient can we get solar cells deposited from much more uh, sustainable solvents. Thanks very much. This is a really interesting glimpse into a future that many of us haven't yet envisioned. Uh, and it's very exciting that you're doing that work right here at the University of Arizona. Thanks very much for sharing your research with us today. Jean-Luc Breda is a professor at the University of Arizona's Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry, who's developing new organic materials for electronics and photonics. You can hear this in all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.